Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God which engages us this day is the epistle lesson, especially verse 1 of Hebrews 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, biblical faith is not mere wishful thinking. And biblical faith is not a blind leap into the unknown. Instead, biblical faith is a confidence, a conviction that something is true even though we may not be able to see it simply because God has said it is so in his word. And as such, biblical faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. But we have to realize that we as a people, by our very nature, are not a people of faith. I'll believe it when I see it, is the old expression, that communicates that I'm not going to believe something is true, I'm not going to believe something is the case unless I can see it with my own eyes. Jesus even encountered that type of attitude when he walked this earth. In John chapter 6, Jesus is with a crowd of people, and one of the people in the crowd says to him, what sign will you do so that we may see and believe you? What work will you perform? Now, when you stop and think about it, Jesus did many signs and miracles, and many of them in front of great crowds of people. He turned water into wine. He fed 5,000 men and who knows how many women and children, which is five loaves of bread and two fish. He healed people of all sorts of physical calamities and illnesses and diseases. He cast demons out of people. He even brought three people that we know of from death back to life once again. And still people would not believe. Over the years I've heard from more than one person something similar to this. If only I could have been alive at the time of Christ. If only I could have seen him and talked with him and seen his miracles, it would have been so much easier to believe. Really? Then how do we explain all the people alive at that time who saw Jesus, who talked with him, who saw his miracles and still did not believe? You see, seeing and believing don't always go together. We may have 20-20 physical eyesight, but we are born, unfortunately, with a spiritual blindness that keeps us from seeing and believing the things of God. It is only the work of the Holy Spirit working through the Word or water and the Word that cures our spiritual blindness. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the eyes of faith. 
the eyes that see and receive and believe the words and promises of God. The eyes that see and believe our Savior Jesus Christ and receive from him abundant and eternal life. The eyes that give to us that confidence, that conviction in the words and promises of God, even though we may not be able to see exactly what is promised. Our epistle lesson for today gives the example of the creation of the world. We believe by faith, with the eyes of faith, that God created the heavens and the earth, that he spoke it into existence, if you will, through his word, merely speaking the word, and it was. Even though we were not there, even though we did not see it for ourselves, we believe it. And our Old Testament lesson for today contains another such example. God comes to Abram and says to Abram that he is going to have an heir, he's going to have a son, and that his descendants will number more than the stars in the sky. Well, at this time, Abram is childless. He is 85 years of age, and his wife Sarai is 75 years of age. Yet Abraham believes this promise of God. Sarai believes this promise of God, not because it was logical, not because it made sense, not because God gave them any proof. They believed it merely because God spoke it. And look look at our epistle lesson, the last verses of our epistle lesson for today, where the writer to the Hebrews says and references this, and from one man, Abram, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars in the sky and as many as the grains of sand on the seashore. And there is one of those descendants whom we focus on with the eyes of faith, Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know, saving faith is not just knowing a bunch of facts and information about Jesus. And saving faith is not merely holding Jesus to be just a great teacher or just a great moral example, or just a great example of how we can love one another. He certainly is all of those things, but saving faith is a confidence, a conviction that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world and that he is your personal Savior from sin, death, and the devil. And it is that saving faith that results in God pronouncing you righteous in his sight. You know, the repentant thief on the cross certainly didn't know a lot of facts, a lot of information about Jesus. But as he hung there on that cross, God worked in his heart to the point where he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. To which Jesus responded today, you will be with me in paradise. 
And it's that same saving faith in Jesus Christ that results in the same blessings for us. Those things that we hope for and are assured of through faith in Jesus Christ. Those things hoped for include the triumphant return of Christ on a day that has already been set. They include the resurrection of our bodies, glorious bodies. They include an everlasting existence in the presence of God where there will be no more weeping or mourning or death or sin. For behold, God says, I make all things new. Through the eyes of faith, we have the assurance of these things and many other things for which we hope. But these eyes of faith that the Holy Spirit has given to us not only look out to the future and look out to things eternal, they're also looking around in this present day, moving us to actions of faith, actions that result from our faith in Jesus Christ. Our text for today, our epistle lesson, gives us example after example of faithful people who, again, with the eyes of faith, responded with actions of faith. One of the examples given in our epistle lesson is that of Noah. God comes to Noah and tells him to build an ark. He doesn't show Noah what is going to happen. Noah didn't have any proof that what God was saying was actually going to happen. But with the eyes of faith, he acted. He built an ark. Another example given is again that of Abram. Even before our Old Testament lesson for today, God comes to Abram and says, I want you to pick up and go to a land I'm going to show to you. He didn't tell him what land it was. He didn't tell him where that land was. Just simply pack up and go. I'll show you later. And he and Sarai did exactly that. You see, the pattern is the same throughout all of these examples. God's faithful people couldn't see exactly what was being promised. They had no proof. They merely had the fact that God spoke it. God promised it or God commanded it. And they responded in faith. And in each and one, every one of those promises, each and every one of those commands, God delivered exactly what he promised. The same is true in our lives. Our eyes of faith not only look out to things eternal yet to come, they're looking around us each and every day, resulting in actions of faith and trust. It's that assurance of things hoped for, that conviction of things not seen that sustains us. For example, when we have a medical condition, perhaps an upcoming surgery or a heart condition or cancer or some other serious medical issue. It sustains us when we might be going through financial problems, perhaps unanticipated bills and expenses. It sustains us when a relationship, perhaps even our own marriage, is going through troubled times. And it sustains us when we are standing next to the casket of a friend or a family member. 
And it is this assurance of things hoped for, this conviction of things not seen, that empowers us as God's faithful people to reach out to those who are struggling and hurting. It empowers us to serve our neighbor who is in need. It empowers us to love one another just as Christ has loved us. Yes, these eyes of faith are always looking around us, seeing how they might respond with faithful actions. You know, I could have all the faith in the world that the tires on my car are going to get me home later on today. But if those tires were bald, and if the cords from the inside of those tires were showing through on the outside, I don't care how much faith I had in those tires, I probably am not going to make it home. The point is this. Faith is only as good as its object. And the object of our faith is the all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present, loving and merciful God who is faithful. We are going to sing of his faithfulness in the closing hymn today. He always comes through with that which he promises his people. And so we can live with the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. In other words, we can live with the eyes of faith. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.